Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, Bertie. Uh, Here we are. Episode 113. Yeah, 113. Uh, we're alone again. Yes. <laughs> it's 2024. We're still alone. It's a duo. And while the lads were away... We always talk about football. Yes, we went football deep into football. Um, we talked uh, mostly about Liverpool. We talked about what it was to be a fan of something. Yes. And the six different categories of fan or football fan in yep. particular that there are out there. And we talked a little bit about the Premier League and about how we got support of Liverpool too. Mm-hmm. And, and about Christmas and what we were doing over the week. It was, was all-encompassing all podcast, wasn't it? Uh, we did our uh, shell bombs and we did the waffle game. Of course, a joint waffle game today. Yes, I got to play this week. It was a little bit different. <laughs> this is a, that's the first time in a long time. <laughs> it's probably in, in a year or two now <laughs> since you've played it, so listen out for that one too. Um, all right, Bert, will we name the podcast? Yes. All right, I'll give you mine first because it's probably shite. Oh, okay. Um, so I would like to go for The Egyptian Walked It In. Oh, The Egyptian Walked It In. I was going to go with Cop On Lads, but with a K. Oh, I like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's good. Yeah, that's perfect. Do you want that one? Would you want to go with Clop On Lads? We can go clap on. No, clap on's probably better. Clap yeah, on, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so I will tee you up, Bertram. It is episode goal for Diaz. No, there's no. not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so close. Um, Recording this in the 51st minute, halfway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go on. Um, episode number 113. Cop on, lads. The only problem I have now is that there's no one to say, I love that song. Oh, yes, we are. I uh, uh, love that song, man down. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let John actually say it in the intro there. I love that song. I do love that song. It is a good song. It gets better with age. It does. But you keep changing it. I know. Well, it w- there's three versions of it for the three seasons. But there's four seasons. We're not in the fourth season of the podcast. Oh, the seasons of the podcast. I yeah, thought you meant yeah, seasons yeah. in the world. No, no, no. Podcast seasons. Oh, podcast seasons. Um, hello, Bertie. Hello, everybody. Here Welcome we back to uh, the JB Waffle Era. It is episode 113. <sighs> yeah. Yes, uh, last week, uh, episode 112 was a best, best bits. So you got to listen to a segment of four interviews from 2023. We are now in 2024. So it's a brand new year. And as I said, we're already well into season three. Because we don't go by calendar years because we start in November. Yes, yes. Yeah. New year, new you? Uh, not yet. It's only the first day. No, no. I'm not into that shit anyway. By the time this podcast is out, I'll be completely new. <laughs> That'll be the third of January. Do you, do you have uh, Do you have any, any resolutions? I know last year we, we talked about resolutions on the first podcast of last year. Yeah. So we can't really do another one of those. But No, well, I'm trying to sort my life out with my, um, with my football to... Give myself a better go. You see, I had given up 
with the football and then I went back last year and thinking oh maybe I could still do it and I and it went back late last year and everything so I've kind of cut out some other commitments this year is this football or soccer now football Gaelic like, oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Uh, I can always play the over 35s when you're around and it's over 35s <laughs> although I was tempted to go back and maybe play another season but like with the games um, changing like they play Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday they alternate is this senior? yeah yeah soccer just yeah. senior right so which isn't great for me but uh, w- with the guy anyway I said I'll go back and I've, uh, as I said I have um, want to give it a bit, bit of a better crack this year so I'll go back training from the start So is this one final hurrah before the knees give out is it? <laughs> yeah well like that I thought that's what, what last year was Right. And then I actually um uh, done all right last year in the end, like, and I got a bit of time, a bit of playing and stuff, and I didn't go back training until, like, April. All right. And then, because of just other commitments and stuff like that, yeah. and then I kind of gave it a good crack then, and I only was getting going when it was over. So I said, oh, I'll go back now and try and get the league, uh, be around for the league as well. So hopefully it doesn't clash now with... Uh, um, the Longford Games in the National League and stuff. So yeah, yeah, commit to whatever you can. Sure. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, so I've I've kept okay. my Thursdays free now, so I'll be able to train every Thursday. Oh, very good. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're free on Thursdays. Interesting. Yeah, mm, there you go. Yeah, yeah. If you move towards that boy, there's a football team down the road that might. <laughs> you know, always looking for new coaches. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, <laughs> that's one of the commitments I was trying to get rid of. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, so come here to me. How was your weekend, Bertie? Oh, how how was my week? Oh. It feels like it was really long, obviously, because it's just one big long weekend. Because yeah. I was one of those fortunate people who um, has been off. So I was off from Wednesday the 20th of December. And the I'm 20th? back on the, the 4th of January. Whoa. Yeah, so I had three days left to take. And I took them. And then, obviously, the university closes down for Christmas and stuff like that. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. Um, we have to use five days for that. So depending on which way everything falls, you either get like a short break or a long break. So this year it just worked out. That was two weeks. Isn't it great having that at Christmas? I have that as well. Yeah. Just two full weeks of just... Yeah, it's one of those things you kind of... Because uh, I know when you take holidays during the year and you go on holidays, um, it's a bit different. But it's nearly like a countdown for me because I know I have those two weeks off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, to do whatever you want to do, whether to catch up and like that, I haven't had clients or anything because I, I go off that as well. Because there are a few years I'll be like, oh no, I'll be here. And then they'll end up cancelling like two hours before they're meant to come. Yeah, and yeah, you've yeah. waited around. So for last... Two or three years, anyway, since COVID, anyway, um, basically, I just closed down for the week. Mm. And the odd person might text me, and if I'm available, I will, but I never under any pressure to take them. Yeah, it's a bit more relaxed. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, I catch up on my own training and any other things I have to do and things like that. And I get to see people as well, because obviously a lot of people do be off as well. Like you know, It's a lovely time of year, isn't it? Um, yeah, no, I do enjoy enjoy those couple of weeks yeah because i've never i that's the longest that i do have off if you get me yeah. all year you're all right okay because i'd only ever take a week to go on holidays or i might take like the friday of a bank holiday and go away or whatever like you know yeah and then it's hit the ground running then yeah and there's people are people around like yourself and john and uh, met nikki and met a few people over christmas as well like you know so you straight back in now tomorrow into work no no thursday oh thursday oh sorry. yeah well tomorrow yeah sorry Oh yes, if it, if it <laughs> is on <laughs> um, This podcast might be a little bit outdated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we shall see. Um, we are currently sitting in my living room. Yes, it's a different different setup today. Different vibe because we're still in Christmas. The mode. Christmas tree is there. The electric stove, which I don't know why anybody get electric stuff, but I anyway, is lit. <laughs> there's there's Santies around it. You know, it's such a nice the telly is on. Nice vibe. Yeah, mm. relaxed, there's tea. I'm in my dressing gown. Yep. It's all wonderful. I would have worn my own dressing gown if I knew that was the vibe. Yeah. I have a Liverpool one too. I have a spare one there <laughs> if you want to actually borrow one. Do you want to get into oh your... Yeah. <laughs> get the cigars out. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, very good. Um, my weekend, I'm not sure what I did. Janie Mac, what did I do? Uh, God, I don't know. It's been just Christmas. Yeah. Visiting people and... I can't even remember. Do you, know, do you know you get that... that um, up to Christmas, like you're in Christmas mode, and then just Stephen's Day happens, and then there's a day after Stephen's Day, and then all of a sudden, uh, days become meaningless, and it's like, you know, oh, yeah. it's just, uh, my brother had a good meme, it was like, you're just full of cheese yeah. <laughs> for a few days, and you don't know what day it is. Well, like, just disorientating. The thing with me years. too, like, uh, uh, when things are going with me, I never have a lion like I know some people say oh you mm-hmm. don't need a lion or whatever yeah. but like between I'd be up on a Saturday at half seven I'd be up Monday to Friday at seven I'd be up on a Sunday at half seven to go train now with the ladies oh yeah so um, there I had a couple of Sundays probably from mid-October maybe that you were able to get up at nine or ten and you're doing things but it's like guilt-free 
on because on a Sunday, you know, you only have that day and mm. you kind of want to get up to do stuff. Yeah. Or over Christmas, you might have three or four days where it's okay to get up like maybe 10 or half 10 or whatever. Like, yeah, it's w- nice. Without feeling guilty about wasting your time. Like, yeah. You need, I, I think you, you definitely need a day where you do absolutely nothing. Yeah. No, no, not everybody's like that over Christmas, but it's a bit of a kind of a reset for me before you kick on in January. Like, yeah. Because football will just be full on from now until probably August at least. Like, you know. Pasta has scientifically been proven to make you happier. Did you know this? Did you hear about this news? No. No, okay. I never hear about any of your news. All right. I obviously look you're at different things. You're not on Lad Bible then, obviously. <laughs> no. um, so a study by the Behaviour and Brain Lab at the Free University of Languages and Communication, oh, it's free actually, yeah, so probably, I don't know how, how legit this study <laughs> is, um, has revealed that the emotional neuro- neuropsychological mechanisms behind the joy of eating pasta using brain tracking, oh God, methodologies, Holy moly. Researchers have found that the happiness triggered by pasta is comparable to the joy induced by favorite going to your favorite music or sports events. It's all carbs. Oh, yeah, I love getting, carbs. Getting high on carbs. Uh, the study highlights pasta's role in uh, generating positive emotional cognitive states, often linked to family and friendship moments. Isn't that interesting? Um, I absolutely adore pasta. If I could live on it... I would, but I would be incredibly fat, I would say. Well, like, y- you need carbs, but obviously you can over-carb too. Yeah. Because if you're going to training or exercising or whatever, it's the main fuel source that your body's going to use is carbs. Yeah. So that's why people go, oh, I'm doing a no-carb diet. And you're thinking, well, you're just going to faint at some point. <laughs> yeah, you do need, you need a balance. Like, all this yeah. stuff of, I'm just eating grapefruit now for five yeah. weeks. Like, you're going to die. Everything in moderation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, if you go off carbs for a week, you're going to feel run down. Your immune system's going to be low. You're probably going to get a cold. Then you go back eating normally anyway, because eventually you're going to have to eat carbs. You yeah. can't cut out carbs for life. It's lifestyle. It's, it's different it? if you're allergic to something, obviously. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. cut that out and your life is better. But with carbs, generally not. Yeah. You need a little bit of bread. It's okay, is it? Yeah, a little bit of bread, pasta, rice. Preferably brown bread, Spuds. though. Right? Ah, it doesn't really matter. No? No. Just whatever calories. Like, obviously, the the white one is a little bit more processed to say, like, brown, probably a little bit healthier. Mm-hmm. But, like, as long as you're not eating, like, a full slice of pan for your breakfast, and you're going to be okay. So, not even just half of a slice, full slice. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think people would eat that much bread every day anyway. No. And there's don't. no point to say if you have a sandwich on a Monday and then you don't eat bread until Wednesday. Mm. Don't feel guilty about eating a sandwich on a Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, no. Would you not eat bread every day, no? I wouldn't, know. No. Why, do people eat bread every day? Yeah, I would say so. Toast in the morning's a big one, I would imagine. Oh, yeah, I don't have toast. Quick and easy. What do you have for breakfast usually in the mornings? Um, I haven't got back on the porridge since I went on holidays in August. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a long time ago. <laughs> I know. So what are you on now? Because I never liked porridge. I always forced myself to eat porridge because it's like yeah. the best thing. And now I just have a bit of like um, the blue special K. All right. Because Andy I, as well, isn't I, it? I go for the 10 o'clock instead now. So 10 o'clock is me protein yogurt and me protein pancakes and things. All right, okay. At 10 o'clock and work with my tea. Okay, so you just go nice light breakfast. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, I think that's grand. Just to keep Because I know I have that break at 10. Right, okay. Yeah, porridge. So, so I have that at 7. Shouldn't have uh, eggs every day, I've heard. No, well, there's obviously a lot of cholesterol in eggs too. Mm. But then, do people eat eggs every day? Some people do, yeah. Jeez, I, I wouldn't. Would you not? Because no. they might have cholesterol. No, just because. Just you get for what? Like, yeah. You get bored of them. Yeah, like yeah. maybe scramble egg in the weekends or something. But that's about mm. it. How do we get onto breakfast? Anyway, um, yeah, pasta, yum, love it, and it makes you happy. So eat pasta, everybody. Um, okay, new study shows that spending time with your mum increases her lifespan. You're welcome, mum. Um, a study published probably decreases your dad's though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, no. If you're spending time with your mum, it probably increases his because he's not getting as much grief, probably. Oh, maybe. Um, so, a study published by JAMA International Medicine reveals, at least it isn't a free university, reveals that spending time with your mum can increase her life expectancy. Researchers have found that loneliness significantly correlates with the decline in quality of life highlighted by the risks of depression, co- cognitive impairment, and health problems, even leading to earlier death. Um, so spending time with your mammy go and visit your mammy why is it specifically your mum I wonder actually that I'm would, not sure that would just be anyone really I guess oh well yeah this is probably why we don't do our studies through lad bible I guess <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but it's important to go and spend time with your family I have found obviously you've, I, I've moved home in the in recent years and I have found that I I really enjoy spending time with my family yeah. I'm lucky. I don't think everyone can get away with that as, as much. Yeah, well, like that, I think during my 20s, it would be different. Like, you're always going somewhere, doing something, or 
Um, I don't know. And then suddenly you get to an age where, like, hanging out with your mum and dad or even watching football with dad, uh, you enjoy that more than maybe going to the pub to watch a game or whatever, like, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you kind of, I suppose, our age now, you kind of circle back around again to yeah. having more in common with Is your Is there parents. anything that um, you miss about being home? Like, or you just slot back into, you just do the same thing as you would if you were living on your own? What do you mean? Do you know, like, I mean, obviously it's your mum and dad's house, like, yeah, but yeah. you act differently than you did when you're, it's your own house, like. No, I see. I'm always busy. Like I'm always about the place doing stuff. So I don't. Yeah. I don't. My feet really don't touch the ground at all to be at home. So yeah. I get up and drop the kids to school, and then I'm working until maybe midnight the same oh night. Yeah. So I'm just constantly out. I'm only really come back here to sleep. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> <laughs> that's really it. Um, <laughs> so I'm not really here that much. But the times that I am here, it's great because I I know when I was living in my own house. Um, because of my situation, my parents would have been around quite a lot, babysitting and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. So, you know, I was spending a lot of time here anyway, dropping the kids off, maybe okay. collecting them, that type of stuff. So it just made more sense, really, to kind of combine everything. Oh, you know what I mean. Um. But as I say, I have a good relationship with my parents. So yeah, I know some people don't, but I suppose uh, you're the same as me, kind of lucky that we do, mm. and we get on well with them. Like, is that something you're fearful of? Maybe moving away from home. That you know, you're you're kind of. Moving away from your parents a little bit, you're not too, f- you won't be too far, I suppose. Anyway, no, but you see, I suppose I've been at home uh, a bit now because I, I wasn't, I didn't live away from home that long before I moved back to uh, save money. I didn't think I'd be there that long, but anyway, and mm. um, that you're, you're really tied to home yeah. in a way because the gym is there mm. and obviously the sheep is there as well. Yeah, yeah, and you'll always have to go back probably to check on that and do that anyway. You know, yeah. So you'll always because it's nearly a, a place of work now. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But there's that, that strong, you get the same thing as I do. There's like a strong kind of emotional attachment to the area that you grew up in, the house you grew up in, yeah. and like the land that you're... You yeah, I was actually um, doing a PowerPoint for um, uh, the football for next weekend. Mm-hmm. And um, to give them an example of um, your qualities you can bring to a team. And I was just thinking about my own just to give them examples because you didn't want qualities like, oh, I'm a, I'm a good defender or, you know, I'm very fit. Mm. You want like specifics to you. Yeah. And I was thinking one of the things that I find with me and it got more as I got older as well playing with Boards Mill is this like, I don't know what you would call it, like Boards Millness. <laughs> right, yeah, okay. <laughs> that it, it, it would get, always give me that extra thing to, you know, work that extra bit harder or make that extra run or run until you can't run anymore. Or even when you put on like the jersey, Portsmouth jersey, and on, you know you put it on, you stand up, and obviously everybody's the same. But with me, because I've always been there, and I suppose family has been there, and that's how strong it is in me. Mm. And and that that would be one of the things that my characteristics I think I I bring to playing football, like you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's. Do you think that's stronger in uh, little small areas? Because you're kind of the the David versus the Goliath, it yeah. wouldn't be. A I think M- Mickey talked about that with Long One as well. Like, yeah, I, th- yeah. I think once, like, there are people who it's more ingrained, I suppose, and people maybe that their family is from that area too, mm. where you can develop it and all that as well. Uh, if you move into the area, or even if your family moved into the area, and you have generations there, mm. but then I think there's a slightly different thing, and it's only maybe a couple percent more of when it's like ingrained in you from like traditionally or historically from your family actually being in the area as well like yeah 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 good point we, that's probably something we should actually we should talk about a little bit more and we will kind of get on to that today i want to talk about what it is to kind of be a fan of things that's kind of going to be in in our topic all right so our our topic today we decided to do something different as you said because uh, the cats are away. Yes, John. John is still in China. Um, we have to ask him about his Christmas in China now. As yes, well, annual gift man. They call him not Santi. Annual gift man. <laughs> that sounds so wrong. Um, <laughs> so our our topic today is going to be a little bit of a watch along because Liverpool are playing Newcastle. Yes, we are both Liverpool fans. Yes, uh, and our topic is kind of going to be about say being a Liverpool fan or being uh, for me it's being a fan of something. Ooh, yeah. Trent just took a free kick and Salah is not going to score. So, um, yeah, we're going to do a little bit of a watch along, but we're yeah. going to also do a little bit of talking about being a fan. Yeah. Would we have thought that Liverpool uh, come the new year was going to be top of the league? Not at all. No, no, no. no, no I was expecting maybe the third or fourth anyway. Um, it, I it felt like they were going to do well this season, like better than last season, but... I didn't think the others, like City, have dropped a lot of points, which I didn't expect. That's just about to say. It's largely to do with how badly the other teams are yeah, doing. Yeah, and Arsenal are lost. Um, I'm kind of happy because I just don't... Arteta is like a wish Guardiola. 
<laughs> he's he's got the same aura and confidence as Guardiola without actually being as good as Guardiola. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I get that. Guardiola is so, just something else, though. I have great respect for for Guardiola. I like his. No, um, don't like him at all. Oh, really? You don't? Yeah. I've got I, I've got a lot of time for his um, his mentality and how he talks to players yeah, yeah. and. Um, I I do him. think though that some of it has to be for show. Yeah, no yeah, more yeah, than yeah. the way the players. I'm not just saying Guardiola, but I think kind of soccer at the elite level that's on TV, there's a lot of showmanship, whether it's the, you know, going down looking for freeze or the hitting the badge, kissing the badge or revving the crowd. Because basically there's very few people that you can actually, you know, has credit doing that. So like that, say Giggs was always with United. Uh, Probably Roy Keane with United maybe as well. Um, Gerrard, Lampard. All these old players. Now you have with um, is it uh, Dan Byrne because he's from Newcastle. Yeah. And then you have Arnold who's from Liverpool. So these players have more credibility when they're you know hitting the badge and revving the crowd up. But you see players who might be there for a season with a team and they're doing the same. Yeah, and, yeah. And Guardiola said, as soon as the camera goes on, he's doing all this waving. And yeah, yeah. And you're in a stadium uh, with probably between 50 and 70,000 in the Premier League bar, Luton and Bournemouth. Yeah, yeah. They're small stadiums. But I've been in um small stadiums, Park Halton on the sideline with 6 or 700 people. Yeah. And you can't hear the manager shouting across. You hear nothing. Yeah, <laughs> no. yeah, yeah. So <laughs> but maybe that's why they're so animated is all those Who who is he trying to shout? Nah, at? <laughs> no, no. My my big thing about coaching is that, you know, when it comes to the the day of a game, you can always tell, say, by by the way the coach acts. But you shouldn't have to shout at your players no. to go and do stuff. Everything that you should be doing, or what they should be doing on the pitch, should have been told to them in training that, that uh, the week before. You know? Like I I know when you're on the sideline, you're coaching. I still kind of watch the game as if I'm a fan, kind of as well. And you know, if something does something, oh, that's a good score. Yeah. Even yeah. though they don't hear you, whatever, yeah, like yeah. you clapping and all that, and you say, "Well done." Now, the only thing I'd shout would be if you're switching positions. Yeah, yeah. Or you're switching tactics, then you can shout that, or you might get a message onto the goalkeeper. You know, there mightn't have been great kickouts for the last while, or to slow it down, or whatever. Yeah. When you're dealing with adults, though, a lot of this game management thing, they probably should know. Yeah, yeah, or the absolutely. fact that it's been drilled in a training too, like. Yeah, yeah, and you have to give them the room to make mistakes as well. A lot of managers yeah. say it at youth level, I can only talk from youth level, but at youth level, a lot of managers are afraid of players making mistakes. Whereas, that level of football, you should that it's sh- it's about making mistakes. Yeah, they should be there to learn. It's not about winning stuff. It's not well. You can win stuff along the way. That's a happy accident, but you should be there for them to learn. This is yeah. just a learning ground, really. And like, or it should be. In fairness, game. most people when they make a mistake. They know they've made a mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the one thing you don't want is someone giving out to you. Yeah, yeah, screaming at you. So, like, you're usu- afraid to do anything then. Usually, what I do is I try and make a note of it in my own head. And then when yeah. you go to do the video analysis, yeah, yeah. just kind of isolate that part. Now, you're not isolating that part specifically to show up the person. No, no, no. But I think in football or in any sport, if you haven't been in that position, you're going to be in that position at some stage. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And then if uh, you might actually have already been in that position then as well. So you can always learn from it, whether it's giving the ball away or going down the tight side and kicking the ball when you should hand pass and things like that. Everybody can learn from all that. And that's what I find great about the video analysis. Like even when I started coaching in 2012, mm. the f- one of the first things I done was I went and bought my own camera. Because right. uh, it was too expensive and not many people were recording games and stuff to get people to come and record. Yeah. So I used to just get someone just as a point of camera for the football. Yeah, yeah. Because it doesn't have to be perfect just as long as like you can see, you know, who's doing what and pick out a few things. And there was times that out of, whether it was too low or whatever, that out of maybe an hour footage, I managed to only be able to get seven or eight minutes of stuff I can use. Mm-hmm. But you can still find stuff that you can use like and what would you how would you project that to the player is it a projector then and a screen yeah or? so I do like because I would have been a big fan of like watching you know, all these sports shows especially American shows and all that yeah, and, yeah, but the and then anything that's like behind the scenes like the Spurs documentary or even with Liverpool you get to see um, clips from behind or inside Anfield and stuff like that yeah 
and I would have kind of tried to do a lot of that, so it would be always video analysis. So I went and bought my own projector. Oh, you did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then you can go, and I always say, like, this isn't picking out just you. If, if the specific person can learn from it and two or three others can learn from it, great. But I always warn them, like, this is not just picking out you. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's to do with the team and to learn from what mistakes we've made. Yeah. And then you'd go show them, and then you kind of open it, well, what could we have done? And nine times out of ten, the player knows what, they should have done or what they could have done but it's just to try and make sure that they do realise that and whatever and it's about dialogue back and forth it's more like conversations it's learning, because you, it, ca- you can't really put the put the answer in, in into them themselves you want to try and get them to get there yeah, <laughs> on, yeah, on their own well, you, have you, to, you have to, you have to <laughs> yeah. lead them to it rather than telling them um, can I give you a little rundown to see which one you fit into of the type of football fans there are there's six types of, of fans, football fans. Oh, anyway. yeah. So there's uh, the first one is football fanatics, uh, and it's 11%. Football fanatics follow football for the game. So they follow football in its entirety with strong emotional engagement, prefer going to the stadium to experience the sense of togetherness, attached to their club but engage widely beyond this, believe that football clubs should help uh, to make the world a better place. There is then, you tell me now if you fit into this any of these categories. Yeah. So number two is club loyalists. So there's uh, 14% uh, apparently. This is all based on the English Premier League. So club loyalists follow football for their club. Highly engaged uh, long-term football fans are mostly invested in their club, which helps provide their identity. Interested only in higher levels of football and follow football for the sense of community and the quality of matches. So far, you fallen into any of these? Yeah, oh, are you going to go through all of them, or do you want me to talk I'll go about? Th- them? I'll go through all of them. Okay, okay. So uh, three is an icon imitator. Eleven percent uh, icon imitators follow football for the player. So the youngest segment of uh, so youngest segment with moderate to strong football interest follow specific players and find them relatable. Prefer playing football to watching. That's Robert Kennedy to a T. Man is unbelievable at football, will bull through anyone on the pitch, <laughs> score goals from anywhere, but has not an interest in watching <laughs> football at all. Um, enjoy big games uh, featuring the world's biggest and best footballers. I think a lot of young football fans these days are these guys, these icon imitators, because you see the, yeah, all the, well, like the Ronaldo's. Yeah, yeah. so when, Rona- when Ronaldo was at Madrid, they'd have a Madrid jersey, yeah. when he was at United, United jersey, and... I don't know Al Al Nassar yeah. yeah to have like, this year? did this you year. see the amount of parents on like social media looking to see where you can get that jersey yeah 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 because they're Ronaldo fans same with, same with Messi you see a load that have Inter Miami jerseys now instead, it's like. insane I was doing the, the FAI camps during the summer and I I kind of thought oh, you know you'd see the United jerseys Liverpool jerseys whatever I saw about, I'd say, roughly 10 Al Nasir jerseys. This is a team that are in Saudi Arabia. But I'm not I'm not sure, though, <laughs> it's insane. who the next one is. Is there going to be... Mbappe is good, but I don't see loads of Mbappe jerseys. No, no, no. You know? Would if, maybe. If Football's different, though. There's not as many icons anymore. No, well, they're that's what I'm out. saying. I think like there, there was th- those two, and you're kind of looking at where the next one is. Hmm. But I think at the moment, everyone that is is team dependent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't oh, think like there's no superstars. So say whoever like say Salah there. If Salah does go to Saudi Arabia, would people have that jersey the same way as they had Ronaldo? Yeah, probably, probably you not. Know, I wouldn't say if Mbappe say goes to. City, Liverpool, United, or wherever he ends up, they'll like him and they'll have Mbappe jerseys. But when he goes to the next club, I don't think anybody from PSG would follow Mbappe. No, no, I don't think so. It's a different game nowadays, isn't it? Yeah. It's not as good as it used to be. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, Icon Imitators, 11%. Uh, FOMO followers, 27%. Uh, FOMO followers follow football for uh, their friends. So, they follow football for social currency, something to talk about. Frequently engage with football. Uh, but less emotionally engaged, prefer to follow the big teams and European football. That sounds like John, maybe. He talks about football or followers, because he said it once, he was like, oh, I, I watched a game of football or something just <laughs> so I could go to the pub and talk to <laughs> the lads and so I know what was like going the, on. that episode of the IT crowd. What was that then? <laughs> no, they they're gave him the phrases to say. Oh, yeah. The, <laughs> <laughs> the thing about Arsenal is they always try to walk <laughs> it in. <laughs> it's brilliant. Oh, Graham Leenan's class. Um, okay, so sorry, there's two more. Uh, the main eventers, 19% uh, of fans claim to be this. Main eventers follow football for the occasion. So moderate fans are less bothered about the result, but more interested in the event. 
low engagement frequency, uh, which increases around big matches and tournaments, typically older and slightly more likely to be female. Yeah. So I know someone who... They'd be like World Cups and like... Yeah, like the Rugby World Cup during the summer. That's the thing. So like whenever Ireland are playing like in a semi-final or something, you see, oh, the bunting goes up outside yeah. the house and stuff and they're there for, for the event. Um, I suppose th- with the rugby, I'd be a little bit like that. Like I wouldn't yeah, really yeah. watch like Leinster or Munster play. Now, if they were in like the Heineken Cup final and thing like that, I'd watch them because they're, they're an Irish team. Yeah. But I'd only really watch like the Irish rugby team when they play Six Nations and I wouldn't be as pushed, you know, these autumn series. I'd watch it on a Saturday if it was on, mm. but I wouldn't make plans. But when they're in the World Cup and the Six Nations, I will have the weekend that I know that's on yeah. to be available to watch it. Like. So you're a rugby main eventer? I, I'd say so, yeah. Well, more a rugby Irish eventer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've, I, I'm the same as well. I'd be the exact same at rugby. But at the same time, I feel incredibly bad when I, and I to the point where I'm like, I don't, I don't think I'm actually going to watch it. Yeah. For, because uh, when uh, when I watch football and people are around football like that and they're just there for the main event and they've got yeah. the Liverpool jersey on, I'm like, you guys are not mm. around for the them usually when we I'd, were here on Saturday. Like, so I'd, don't. I'd, I'd, I'd be the same though with like when Cade Taylor fighting. I wouldn't really follow boxing. Yeah, but you jump in for that main event. Yeah, or Kelly Harrington was fighting. Yeah. Either, like. Is it okay to do that? I suppose or even when McGregor at the start before he became a bit of a toss spot. Yeah, yeah, he was always a toss spot. He just we found out <laughs> eventually <laughs> that he was. Um, okay, so the last one then is uh, number six, the tagalongs. So nineteen percent of football fans are, are tagalongs. Uh, tagalong follow football for their loved ones. So lightest football fans with low emotional and intellectual <laughs> engagement. Interest promoted by friends, family, or national team preference. To Typically older and more likely to be female. Apparently, it's a bit sexist, really. But um, so yeah, they're the people who are just like um, with Liverpool. I w- I have followed Liverpool since the mid nineties, mm-hmm. and Dad was a fan, but he wasn't like a big fan. He wasn't a big enough fan for me to be a fan. If you get me, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. become a. B- he would have watched them like in the well, not watch them because they didn't have the wasn't on telly. But when match of the day was on or. And then during the nineties, when the Champions League used to be on normal telly, yeah, Liverpool was in a, a little bit, yeah. Um, but uh, he, he like he would have known, like followed them loosely when Ronnie Whelan was playing and during the seventies and stuff. But he wasn't that big enough fan for me to be a Liverpool fan. I kind of became a Liverpool fan for the people that maybe I was hanging out with at the time in primary school. Yeah, most of us were Liverpool fans, and probably some of them aren't even football fans or even watch Liverpool anymore. And I just took took off with it then. But I I was always interested. I think. If you've played football, you're probably more interested. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow! Nice! Yeah! What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. And following it yeah. for longer than if maybe you don't play it, maybe? Yeah, Would yeah, that yeah. be right? Yeah, because you appreciate what's going on. You know how yeah. hard it is to do that. And like, if Liverpool lost... Yeah, I talk about it, maybe analyze it. It wouldn't ruin my weekend. I wouldn't be pissed off. About no, it. no, no. I stopped giving a shit about that because it was ruining yeah. my weekends. But I can see sure. it's a lot like I'd be more annoyed when Mead lose because I'm for Mead. Yeah. So I can see the fans that you see that are from Liverpool. They have uh, slightly. Uh, you better finish that. There's a goal for Liverpool. Go on. Luis Diaz. Probably go to VAR, will it? Ah, it'll go to VAR. They all go to VAR anyway. There's a goal for Lewis. Uh, Nunes is so unlucky, isn't he? He is, yeah, he is. But I mean, he's doing. He, he's that. Um, oh, there's a fucking flag up. Look. Oh, of course. When um, when Torres was it? When Torres? Who was it? Diaz? That was off, was it? Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. No, it was. Oh no, yeah. Nunes. Oh, Nunes. Sorry, Nunes. Yeah. Um, Another good true ball. He's though. doing a lot of leg work, and he's doing a lot of lot of work to set up other people yeah. as well, which is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think that's the only reason that the uh, fans are behind him because you can see that he works hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. like, if you had like one wish, it'd be just like maybe his first touch or yeah to stay on side. There's like this that. thing around uh, Darwin Nunes, isn't it? It's like oh, he's this on. Oh, it's going to VAR. All right, okay. Uh, this on. Yeah, that's going to be offside. There's th- this uh, untapped uh, and on. Jeez, that's close enough now. Yeah. On. Uh, D- sorry, I'll, I'll talk about VAR when you're finished. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if this is going to be given or not. This is for front knee. Stan Burns' fucking right knee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so there's all this potential that's there to be released or whatever. But, like, this guy is, what age is he? Is he 22, oh, 23? 23, yeah. I mean, that potential should be unleashed already. I know lads at, at 16, 17 who can finish a ball better yeah. than Darwin Nunes. Well, can. I know Alan Shearer says it's harder to get into positions. If he's not getting into positions, that's harder to teach. Where the right, finishing okay. is practice. Yeah, so okay, he, yeah, he's yeah. there and he just wants to hammer the ball. Or yeah. sometimes you need to, what is it on FIFA, is it the L1, you know, finesse shot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he yeah. He just needs that. Just putting the lines as well. Was oh, that's um, the thing about VAR, right, is right, VAR is important, I think. Yeah. But not the way, they're nearly overusing it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely should be more of a thing for the referee to use, like it is the TMO in rugby. Yeah. Now if, I if know he's unsure, is yeah, that what you mean? Yeah. So I think that granted, t- it can't run the same as TMO because football is a more there. is it fluid game or yeah. motion game where rugby is you know at the scrum at the breakdown there stops and play and he has it. Oh, oh that's, that's, a, that's a, penalty. a penalty. Go on, they have to give that penalty. He's given it. Yeah. 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 Good man. Fair play to you. Um, that's that's Taylor, is it? No. What's the ref? Uh, is it Taylor? I don't know actually. I know Tierney is useless. Um, oh, they're going um, to. But go why well. can't like right? So say the. Oh, is he going to give a red card? No, he's not. The um, to say the linesman didn't give that. He did give it offside. But let's say he didn't give it offside. Yeah. Right. Can the ref go? Not go. I know Terry. Terry in VAR. Right. Terry. Uh, have Have we got that right? And he just really quickly. Uh, yeah, you have actually. You know what? We actually need a couple of seconds just to check. Are we yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And then he's like, oh no, no, no. Uh, you're right. You're right. It was onside. It was offside. Yeah. Why can't it be that quick? I think it should be just for offside. Or mm. even if say that's a penalty there now, the ball's gone out of play. Um, whoever's in VAR, I'm going to call him Terry. Yeah, <laughs> Terry like, should be checking straight away, right? Yeah, yeah. Ter- Terry, we all good. Terry, Terry, we all good. And he's like, what's this? Is it Terry? I can't remember the ref's name. I'm not sure, yeah. Anyway. Baldy guy, yeah, I think it is yeah. Taylor, yeah. Yeah, and uh, he'll go back, yeah, yeah, no, no, we're all good. Yeah. Or he'll go, well, actually, actually, no, actually, we just need a couple of seconds, and um, don't restart play. Okay, Terry, we won't restart play. Um, what are we thinking? What are we thinking? We think there was contact, we think it's a possible penalty. He, mm-hmm. he goes, um, it's our advice that you should go look at it. The VAR should never say that they think it's a penalty. Now, I don't know if they do. Yeah, yeah. They should just highlight the fact that maybe you should watch it because you didn't give it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then if the ref goes over and watches it and thinks, no, I, I think my call was right first. Uh, and it should be the ref's decision. Yeah, because I think the, the VAR, the what's wrong with VAR now is it's taking the power away from the ref. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, what people are getting annoyed about is that there's several people that check it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where... Where before, if a ref made a decision, he's just one man, he's made a mistake. Yeah. And people might have talked about it, might be a talking point, but you didn't, you know, give out about it as much. Yeah. But with VAR, there's like, <laughs> is it like four people? And there's a there's a communication between the assistant VAR, to like the, 
the the main VAR person should be directly to the ref. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they should be in the stadium. Is that the, a, is that the case? No. No, no, no. Well, there's like Stockley someone Park, someone in the stadium talks to the ref, and the stadium person talks to the VAR, and the VAR comes back. Yeah. Oh, right, That's okay. where the miscommunication came about. Oh, right. uh, was the Spurs goal? Whereas rugby, oh, he oh, saved, saved it. it. Finish uh, that now. Oh, oh my god! He had straight at the keeper. Holy moly! Um, so in the rugby, are the guys in the stadium? Yeah. Ah, right. Okay. Yeah. So that's where it's a little bit more direct. Yeah. That's and, probably why and, it's and quicker. And the, the, the big screen. So they'll they'll say, uh, "We're just going to bring that up for you uh, now." Um, oh, bad penalty. Uh, whatever their name is, ref. And yeah. say Ashley. Ashley Barnes was. Oh, Ashley Barnes was over the ref. Ooh. I can't remember. Uh, and say, right, we're just going to bring that up on the screen. And he's looking up at the screen, and then he'll go, well, I think it's this. Would you agree? Yeah. And they'll say, well, how about you look at it from this angle? But they never say, we think it's this. They're trying to show, and if the ref goes, no, no, I don't think it's a card. Uh, you okay with that decision? Yeah. Then the VAR or TMO will go, yeah, I agree. Or I don't agree, and he's showing a different angle. It should be that way. Yeah, it's not. However, no, um, it's getting involved too much now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, can it not be constantly going on in the background without stopping play? To should be. You, you should know? be, and it should be a case of where the the first there's four of them sitting there. Yeah. The first guy should watch it, and the second guy should be watching it at the same time. Yeah. They should all be watching it in a row and going, "Oh yeah, yeah, no, we think we we're all in agreement. Yeah, yeah. four agreement, go." Um, but anyway, and I don't know why they can't put it up on the big screen. The same and. Uh, do they not know? No, no, no. They put that as a check going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, like the ref has to go over to a screen, even though every stadium has a big screen. Yeah, just look up. Yeah, yeah it makes sense. There's a goal coming here. You can kind of feel it. But from yeah, Liverpool. Liverpool's on top now. There's 23 minutes gone there. What Liverpool on top. Although I was, I was thinking. I but thought then Newcastle Liverpool are the home team. So yeah, yeah, I thought Newcastle were um, a little bit higher up in the league, but they're a bit further down. No, dropped because off. do you know what's going on in their last, say five or six games? They're getting to the 50th, 55th minute, mm-hmm. and they're dying. All right, okay. In Lose their last game, I think they were winning 1-0, was it? Losing the legs. And then even in the cup game against Chelsea in the Champions League against Milan, they were going grand up until the 50, 50, 50 55th minute, yeah. and then they're dying. But what's happening is that they don't have the bench boost. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of so many injuries, the players who you were bringing on are now starting. The players that you're bringing on now next are now your yeah. 20th, 21st yeah, yeah, player. Yeah. So the the boost that they were getting in around the hour mark, when is usually when you make subs, it's gone. Is gone. It's not as good as it was, and that's why they're they're dying away then, and they're getting bet in the last twenty minutes. Well, It'd be interesting to see the stats. I say in the last five games, they've probably conceded a lot of goals in the last twenty minutes. Yeah, and lost again. Well, hopefully that's what happens today. But the you'd imagine now with all this Saudi oil money that wasn't a foul, uh, Saudi oil money that January they're going to spend about sixty billion euro. In the tra- well, even though well so can't. far that they haven't really done kind of what City have done. They've no. been more pragmatic maybe with their money. I, d- I, I think it's just that people don't want to go to Newcastle really is the thing. Maybe that's what it is. They've, they've, I would love to see the amount of yeah, people that they've, they've put sexy. in bids for. Arnold actually shinned that rebound from yeah, the penalty. Yeah, it wasn't great, was it? I, thought, I thought he hit it straight at the goalkeeper. This is going all the way, all Liverpool's way. Um, at the moment, yeah. There's but, a lot of chance there. Um, I, I, w- I would love to see the on paper who they've put in bids for since all the money came in. Oh, yeah, and who, who didn't go? Mbappe. Uh. I thought Eddie Howe was a slightly better manager. Now, I know they have a lot of injuries, but the, the year the Liverpool had a lot of injuries, nobody gave a fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where now, <laughs> I think as a, as a cut, Eddie Howe is an English manager. Everybody's saying, oh, yeah, and, you know, he's doing his best, you know, there's a lot of injuries. Does he, he seems to be getting a lot more... Uh, Leeway than uh, Clamp or any manager that's not English got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, because was it last season or season before we had we were just inundated with injuries yeah. and it was just like ah, just get on with the club, we just stop winning. Do you know actually? There's a lot of players though that is the, um, what do you say? Get the people have um, the English spectacles on. Because yeah. I think Zaka has been useless. Yeah, yeah. There was a thing about stats and Saka the other day compared to Nunes. Do you see that? No. And it was like Saka scored one more goal than Nunes this season. Yet yeah. everyone is saying, "Oh, Nunes is shite," and blah blah blah. blah. Yeah, and Zaka's, and Zaka's yeah. brilliant. And he's done nothing really more. Um, I think Darwin's played one more game than him or something. Yeah. So, yeah, ridiculous. Well, uh, same with Declan Rice. I don't think Declan Rice has been that good for us. It's all. It's always going to be the way. With Declan the Rice was earmarked as. The last cog in them winning the uh, Premier League. Yeah. That's what's missing. But Arteta is after messing it up completely, the whole goalkeeping thing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah that was true. That's what's upset everything. Yeah, they they had a solid keeper there. Yeah. I mean, if you got 
went from Ramsdale, and I like Ramsdale. I think he's a really good goalkeeper. Yeah, I think good, yeah. he was probably better than Pickford. He was better in England goalkeeper. But of course, Pickford's a Wally. Yep. Um, and he plays for Everton, so <laughs> double Wally. <laughs> <laughs> but the upgrade from Pick or from Ramsdale to um, Area wasn't big enough to put Arsenal's performances on the line like Arteta no, did. No, 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 absolutely not. He, they bought him because he's playing out from the back. I've seen Arsenal a few times now over Christmas. He doesn't play out from the back. Yeah, yeah. He, you know, when you say play out from the back, I think of Everton. Yeah, for yeah. City. That's what I think playing out from the back is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. Maria um, doesn't do that. Nope. No, no, no. Now, you can still be a good goalkeeper because <sighs> at times um, uh, Alisson doesn't do it. Alisson is makes himself a good goalkeeper by doing good goalkeeping things. Yeah. I think he's a better goalkeeper than Everson, but Everson's a better passer. Yeah, oh, definitely, Alisson. yeah, yeah. His distribution's way yeah. better. But that's why I like Cueven Geller. Cueven Geller can kick off both sides, you know what I'm if, Yeah, he's class. So he, does, he, doesn't, he can't get closed down because he can kick left and right. If only, I, I think, in order to, to kind of develop that kid's, um, even he's not really a kid anymore, but his... Uh, well, in goalkeeping terms, he probably isn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he needs to move away from Liverpool. Yeah, even alone. Yeah, head off, I, I think he should, he should head I off. I think he got a few loan offers, but Liverpool weren't happy with the team that he was going to, because obviously Liverpool want him going to a decent team. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's good enough to be top of the championship, or even in the Premier League. I would say he's the but Premiership goalkeeper. Li- listen to the Ben Foster podcast. Goalkeeping is a there's a lot of a, what would you say domino effects in when goalkeepers move. It's like selling a house. Yeah, because <laughs> go- goalkeepers you're obviously only that one position. Yeah, yeah. So goalkeepers, a team has to lose a goalkeeper, or a goalkeeper has to move for another goalkeeper to move. Yeah, because you don't want, and it upsets everything too if you have two. Um, world class goalkeepers, two number ones. Yeah, you can't have two number ones in your club because you'll have what happened with Arsenal. You definitely need a number one and a goalkeeper who knows he's a number two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that stuff. Remember the stuff with Chelsea and uh, was it what's his name? Oh, the Kepa, Kepa, and, and Mendy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> where, where are both them going now? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Sanchez, <Just> ridiculous, <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, it doesn't help. You need one goalkeeper and then someone who's a backup. Yep. That's why you should uh, get someone like Van Dyke or. Um, another centre back and just train them as a goalkeeper so that <laughs> if your keeper's away he can just hop in like, yeah. um, but he's not so nec- the league style yeah he's not necessarily <laughs> a goalkeeper <laughs> I, I, I see that goalkeeper I sent you earlier yeah, did yeah, you see yeah. what they call him though no what? <laughs> they call him Buffet oh yeah yeah John Luigi Buffet <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's very good very very good um, yeah it's an interesting position goalkeeper isn't it yeah you have to like and um, I know I, I only played uh I used to play in goals when I was underage, mm-hmm. but as an adult goalkeeper, I've only played in goals, I'd say, four times. Right. Either when the goalkeeper got sent off or injured or uh, we were missing a goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. it's only been four or five times. And it's a lot different now than GA. I played in goals in GA last year, all right, um, because goalkeeper was injured, Jim was. Right. But, I mean, it definitely is uh, a position all onto itself, like. Yeah, oh, it is, you yeah. know. It's, it's, a, it's a lot different like it's a different world oh it is yeah. it's a, you don't have to be crazy to be a goalkeeper but Jesus it helps yeah um, because you're st- you're doing a lot of stuff completely by yourself for a large yeah. proportion of the game oh yeah and your concentration has to be absolutely elite um, my my daughter is uh, a goalkeeper that's her position Newcastle are attacking good good tackle yeah, um, get across. my my daughter's a goalkeeper and uh, she trains primarily as a goalkeeper now she's only she's going up to under 10s like um, but she's like, I want to be a goalkeeper, and I want to just be a goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, um, but I've I've watched her um, during matches, and she just kind of she just wander off. <laughs> she's only nine. Like, did you see that uh, video of must be the father beside? Oh yeah, push <laughs> <him against. laughs> I will say, I've goal- been tempted a few times. Goalkeeper definitely in GA. Goalkeeper is far more attractive spot now than it used to be. In Ga? Yeah. Oh, will they play out now for the back Yeah, they? because yeah, you're so thing. more important now, even yeah. in the lads now that you can't pass directly back to the goalkeeper. But especially in ladies, like, so you would have seen maybe 10, 9, 10 years ago when I started coaching ladies yeah. that you couldn't find someone that wanted to be a goalkeeper. Yeah. Or, um, or would go in goals or whatever. But now, most teams now actually have people, maybe two or three, that want to be in goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the goalkeepers are getting so much recognition now, whether you see it on the telly or whatever, and... Um, you know, even Brosnan with Ireland and um, yeah, say, yeah, big one. Her jersey sold out, so did. Yeah, it's mad, that isn't it? And then you also have the ones in GA like Monica there with Mead, 
and Kira Trent was she was she was with Dublin and they're getting recognition now you see as well you know yeah, yeah. and they're so much more involved because you want your goalkeeper to be able to play a bit of football in GA so it's near the same as uh, in the soccer now yeah. to be able to be that extra player in the fence to be able to pass back that's set up like yeah. Yeah, we have that at eights as well. There's a few kids who are like, I yeah. want to go on goals. I'm like, okay, great. Yeah. That's fantastic yeah. for us. Like, in the, even at ladies, you probably, you'd probably still be okay if you're 5'10". Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, l- lads, I mean, six foot's very small for the goalkeeper. I think, uh, was yeah, it Matt, Matt Ryan? He was an Australian goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. I t- uh, he played with Brighton when they came up first. Right. I think he was only six foot. And, like, you knew it had corners and things. Yeah, you could see it. Six foot's a bit small now. You, oh, that was a although great he, touch by DSG. Although Shea Given wasn't that tall of a goalkeeper. No, he wasn't. I no, still no. think, though, he was, like, 6'1", though. You know? That that day of small goalkeepers is gone. Remember Bartes? Sure, Bartes was... Uh, he wasn't... He was I, five... I, I think Jersey Dudek was quite small. Yeah, I think... Yeah, Bartes was 5'7", five, 5'8", five, I think. And remember yeah. Campos from Mexico? Oh, I yeah. think he was only like fucking five foot or something. <laughs> <laughs> Tiny. Um, Just a good jump on him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was amazing. Um, but anyway, those days are gone. Will we? Uh, will we move on? Uh, we yeah, we our, can. We do our. Uh, what's next? Waffle game. Uh, is it? Yeah, it's waffle game next. Oh, well, right. hang on. Let's do waffle game. Right, yeah, you better pause that. <laughs> it's that time you know the name. It's the reason we all came. Find the words that are the same. It's that time to play the waffle game. So we've a slightly different uh, waffle game today. Yes, it's a different setup because we've got a different type of podcast. Yeah, today. and it's nice to, that we're we're both involved in it. Yeah, because it's, uh, it's okay to, for me to ask questions when there's two other people. But sharing is caring. Yeah. So because we're talking about the Premier League and stuff, I have the big Premier League quiz from 2022-2023 season. Excellent. So um, I do not know the answers to these. Um, they're multiple choice. Okay. So we'll work together. Okay, let's do it. How many questions would you like to do? Let's do 10. 10 questions. Okay, we'll rattle through 10, okay? Okay, let's do it. So, okay. What links the five teams that finished 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th? Their names all start with the same letter. They are all London clubs. They all won the same number of points. They have all been managed by Sam Allardyce. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that one's extremely possible. We can't find out who those teams were now. Um, No. London yeah. clubs, West Ham, Fulham, who else? Brent Brentford finished up there as well. Brentford, didn't yeah, and it wouldn't be uh, wouldn't have been Fulham actually. Wouldn't be their names all started with the same letter because there's not enough. That's w- one, two, three, four. That's five. There's not five with the same letter. No, no, Fulham finished up there last year. Did they? Yeah. So it could be London. They weren't based. in the Europa Conference League this year. Who else? Oh, that's right. They were actually. Yeah. Um, and West Ham no West Ham was further up than that yeah they were they, West Ham could have been eight they were in the, oh they could have been actually yeah so we go with London based London based alright let's try it and see oh do we get the answer straight away hang on yeah we were right oh we were right okay <laughs> uh, to- oh, Tottenham <laughs> oh yeah I forgot and, first and Chelsea <laughs> <laughs> no, I forgot they're both shite yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Brentford Fulham and Crystal Palace we forgot West Ham obviously was further up than that oh uh, yeah London clubs okay we got it go okay. question Go-wats. number two okay let's do it uh, which team stayed up after being bottom of the table on Christmas Day Bournemouth Wolves Nottingham Forest and Everton oh I'm going to say Everton actually I think maybe ah uh, no I was going to say Bournemouth no, no, it's Bournemouth or Forest, it's out it? Gary O'Neill not saved him from relegation could, last Could have been Forest. Yeah, could have been Forest, actually. I was going with Bournemouth, actually. I trust you. Jesus. Let's go Bournemouth. Right, go on, go for it. Was it? And moving on to question number three. <laughs> was it Everton? No, it was Wolves. No, for we, nev- we never even talked. Wolves no. only won two games before Christmas, but pulled things around under Julian Lopez. Oh, Lopetegui. Yeah, in yeah. the new year. Oh, very good. I didn't okay. know. He, is he currently the manager, yeah? No, uh, your man from Bournemouth's manager now. Should I have hired him? Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, Gary O'Neill, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what happened this season for the first time in Premier League history? Okay, well, this season, uh, they mean that season. Do they mean last season? This yeah, is this, is, this is 22, 23. Oh, 22, 23, okay. Yeah. Um, so what what happened this season for the first time in Premier League history? The three promoted clubs all stayed up. The three bottom clubs all won more than 40 points. The 10 teams in the top half had a positive goal difference and the 10 in the bottom half had a negative goal difference. Ooh. Are all of the clubs in the bottom half of the final table sacked their managers? Uh, it can't be that. They can't have all sacked their managers. There's no way. 
That's 10 clubs that sacked their manager. Throughout that season? I no, because Forrest was down there and Forrest kept Cooper. Yeah. They yeah. gave Cooper a new contract. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then fired him this year. So it's not that one. What was the other option? The, the I think um, Fulham, Brentford and Forrest all stayed up. Yeah. Would it be? Yeah. Go for it. Oh, for fuck's sake. What was it? Um, the 10 teams in the top half had a positive goal oh, difference. And the 10 <laughs> in the bottom half had a negative goal difference. That's stupid. Okay. Question number four. So we've won from three. We're not doing too well, even though there's two of us. No. Um, Erling Haaland scored four hat-tricks in his debut season in the Premier League. Which other City player scored a hat-trick this season? I want to say Phil Foden. Yeah. But I keep remembering now it's last season. I don't this season. I don't remember for sure to be honest. Uh did Alvarez score? Is Gundogan in, in there? No, Marez, Foden, De Bruyne and Alvarez. <laughs> Marez had a good season last year, but did he score a hat trick? It's just a hat trick now, not four hat tricks. Yeah, maybe Marez, yeah. I'm Mares. not sure. Yeah, let's go for it and see. It could be anyone. Phil Foden. Ah, you Phil right. Foden scored a hat trick in City six three win over United. He's a bit of a weird player, him, isn't he? I don't like his face. Yeah, that's what he's, that's what I'd say. His face is weird. Yeah, and his hair. Yeah, yeah, he looks like a baby. I don't know. Yeah, he doesn't deserve to be playing football. Right, go on anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, there were only 30 red cars this season, the lowest since 93-94. Mm-hmm. Um, and this season's probably going to be the highest red cars. Yeah. Which team had six players sent off? Oof. Chelsea, Leeds, Tottenham, Wolves. I say Tottenham this year. <laughs> yeah, I think Leeds were had a pretty bad disciplinary record. Uh, that's typical Leeds. As far as I remember. I don't remember a lot of people getting sent off. I don't remember a lot of last season at all, to be honest. This is very we bad for a quiz. Leeds? Go Leeds, yeah, and see. It's hard to know. Freaking Wolves. Oh. Nathan Collins, Diego Costa, Johnny, Mario Lamina, and um, Mateus Nunes, and Nelson Samido. All sent off. Other, so other than Wolves uh, fans. A lot of them actually aren't <laughs> playing with Wolves anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, other than Wolves fans, who really keeps an eye on Wolves? Like? Okay, question number six. We're not doing well. Sorry. <laughs> who was the only outfield player to feature in every minute of his team's 38 games? Harry Kane, Alex Awobi, Declan Rice and James Tarkovsky. Where was Rice? West Ham. Kane had an injury last season. I, didn't I, I think it's Tarkovsky. Go for it, yeah. I really don't know any of these. It's really bad. Um, goalkeepers Aaron Ramsdale, David Hay and David Ray also played every minute for the clubs, along with James Tarkovsky. Good man, Bert. I think I remember him saying that. He was on the, the Fozcast. I think I remember him saying that. All right, okay. He's rarely ever injured. Good call. Um, which of these teams scored the same number of goals this season? City and Liverpool, Villa and Leicester, Newcastle and Leeds, and Arsenal and Tottenham. Mm, this was 23, 20, 22, 23. Yeah. Jesus, don't I don't think we scored the same as City. No. Would Villa and Leicester, because Villa just about avoided relegation and Leicester were like... Did Leicester go down? Yeah, they, they were like 17th, weren't they? Mm. Would they have scored the same number of goals but Villa stayed up and Leicester went down? Could, scored, yeah. Could have been draws. Arsenal and Tottenham. Yeah, they're both shite. No, Arsenal Arsenal did quite well last year, didn't they? They probably scored more goals. Yeah, but Harry Kane scored more goals. They were close to winning the league, weren't they, at one stage? Yeah, they probably scored more goals. Uh, uh, yeah, maybe go with the Villa-Leicester, maybe. Villa-Leicester. Villa qualified for Europe. Leicester went down. Jesus. And they scored the same amount of goals. That's mad. There you go. Crazy. I knew there had to be something. Yeah. I, just oh, I forgot Villa done well. It was the year before Villa. Mm. What's the name of that? There you go. Um, okay, number eight. What do we have now? Three, right. Yeah, three right so far. Yeah, and we started off so well. Yeah. <laughs> well, if we get five, I'll be happy. If we get half of them right. Okay, we have okay. three questions left. Okay, let's do it. Um, the season lasted 297 days. For how many of them were Arsenal on top of the league? Oh, they were top of the league for ages. Yeah, they were. Uh, 162, uh-huh. 204, 248, or 282? 204. Yeah. I think... <sighs> I we're on top longer than that and still messed it up. They're definitely on top of, like, at Christmas last year. Yeah, they were until after Christmas. And well after Christmas. Remember City went on the bit of a run then. And yeah. then it was really tight between them for ages. I would say the third one, maybe. 248? Yeah, maybe. The majority of the season. It was. Oh. They held top spot for 84% of the season, but did not finish as champions. <laughs> uh, Arsenal. Okay. 
Um, My daughter's an Arsenal fan. Arsenal doing Spursy things. Um, Question number nine. All three promoted clubs, Bournemouth, Fulham and Nottingham Forest, stayed up. Mm -hmm. In the previous 30 Premier League season, how many times did this happen? (sighs) Never once. Three times, five times. Three? Yeah, I mean, it's a... It's definitely happened before. Has it? It has to be, yeah. Okay, go on. Go three then. I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know if it's ever happened. Oh, I think it's happened before. Right, go on. You might as well see. Because the same teams never always go down the next season because someone else always have a bad season. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Yeah, go on. It was three times. Oh. In 2001, 2002, 2011, 2012, and 2016, 2017. We got the five. We got the five. One question left. Question number 10. We can go positive with this one. Manchester City have won the top flight title three times in a row. Who were the first team to achieve this feat? Uh, it's got to be United, maybe. <laughs> United's not there. What? Because I think it's the... Oh, not not just the Premiership? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. It's the top flight. Arsenal, Preston North End, Huddersfield Town, or Liverpool? Oh, God. I mean... I feel like Liverpool won it three times in a row. Yeah. But Arsenal could have won it three times. Mm. That Arsenal didn't win it three times with Wenger. It's, it's older than that. We won it in the 80s three in a row, didn't we? Yeah, but then there's something about like it's going to be one. It's just like back in like like yeah. the fifties now. Preston North End won three in a row. Oh, and take a guess. Take a guess. Go on. You might. As well. Which wh- which do you think uh, are more likely um, to have been good, Preston North End or Huddersfield Town? They're both shite. Um, well, they are now, but were they good at one stage? I'm gonna stick with Liverpool. Liverpool. Huddersfield Town. Ah, bloody Huddersfield. And it was 1923, 24, 1924, 25, 1925, and 1926. Oh. Manchester United were the last team to do it before City, though. Right, so okay. You have done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do you want a bonus question then, just to finish on a high? Yeah, go on, go on, go on. <laughs> um, Ma- Man- Manchester United set a Premier League record in 1995 that has been equaled three times by Leicester in 2019, by United again in 2021, and by which team this season doesn't say what the record is uh, <laughs> that leaves it a bit vague so Leicester what year Leicester sorry Manchester United set a Premier League record in 1995 that has been equal three times I mean it doesn't say what <laughs> City right. Liverpool Arsenal Fulham so think about last season 95 what, what record are you looking for is it the most points no because hmm. Leicester didn't win it by loads of points no um, maybe to go down and then come up and win the league it, I'd say it was not to be on top on Christmas Day and still win the league and still win the league right so what are our choices so no because loads of teams have done that been top and then won it sure after but who has not been top no because United didn't win it again in 2021 oh yeah so that's not about winning the league yeah, wouldn't be more goals scored. Uh, but it doesn't. Why does not say the record? <laughs> they conceded more goals than they scored, but still ended in the top ten. Mm, maybe ninety-five. They have been equal three times. Ninety-five. They won the league in ninety-five. United, didn't they? Yeah, Leicester won in twenty. But United didn't win it in twenty twenty-one. So it's something not to do with that. Hmm. Jesus, I don't know. Go rando pick. Go on. Fulham? <laughs> yeah, come on. Oh, Liverpool won a game 9-0 against Bournemouth, equaling the biggest win in the Premier League history. Oh, big wins. Oh, remember Leicester, sure, bet someone did the 9-something or... Did they? Yeah, in the year that the... Jesus, I don't remember. What's that? No, that wasn't even the year they won the that league. Was some season, wasn't it, in fairness? Yeah, but that wasn't 2019. Um, So, we did shite in that. Yeah. <laughs> we, we don't understand. We didn't even finish was. on a high. It's a very random a random game, but we got five out of ten, yeah. let's just say. I'm going to give you I'm gonna give you actually three shell bombs. There's a special mention shell bomb, actually, oh, as well. A special mention shell bomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a, this is a special one. Um, I'll give you the two the two other ones, first of all. So, I've got two uh, Liverpool-related ones. Oh, excellent. All right. Um, So, Liverpool has never finished lower than eighth since... Since 1963, the season they returned to the top division of English football. So never lower than eighth. Yeah. Uh, hence why we probably both support them. We and we, ha- we we have been down at stages, all right, but yeah, never but finished there. Always come back up again. Um, Liverpool FC fans can be heard singing You'll Never Walk Alone on Pink Floyd's Fearless song. Have you ever heard that? 
No, no, neither did I. I thought that was a cool little fact. So they're on, a they're, on Floyd a, fan, be they're on a Pink Floyd album. So there you go. Um, and my last one, um, I, I'm not going to say who gave me this fact, but oh. what color of a tongue do you think giraffes have? Blue. You're close. It's purple. Oh, yeah. So they can have either black, uh, black, purple, or I think the other one is kind of a pinky color. But they uh, eat a lot of charbot. <laughs> I thought that was a weird old fact. Look at their tongues. They're mad yeah. looking, aren't they? There you go. So you go, giraffes with purple tongues. Did you ever see a giraffe when uh, it's been given a tranquilizer by the vets? No. Its neck goes all floppy. <laughs> <laughs> they like, have to wind it up. Oh, no. <laughs> like a fire hose. Yeah. Um, right, do you have a shell bomb? Yeah, well, not really a shell bomb, just like a bit of advice. Okay. okay. <laughs> For me. <laughs> Get out of that dress account. Um, well, only if you've clothes on underneath <laughs> I don't. <laughs> um, so do you know when you're filling your oil in your car mm-hmm. and you're, you, you just spill it and you're trying to, you know, and sometimes you don't have one of those fancy cans with the big nozzle. Mm-hmm. Apparently, I haven't tried this now, but I've seen it on TikTok. If you get your dipstick, right, get your dipstick and put your dipstick in, not where the dipstick goes, in where the oil is put. Right. And get your can and pour it at the top of the dipstick. It'll run down the dipstick and straight into your oil. No way. Apparently so, yeah. Oh, very good. Seen on TikTok. That's inter- TikTok's great for that stuff, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Very interesting. All, All right, up. so uh, shell bumps? Shell bumps. Shell bumps. All right. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.